And once again, my apologies. And I'm sorry, I don't know how to make a bed. Moira and Johnny attempt a romantic getaway at Roland and Jocelyn's cabin, while Alexis puts together a small little game snipe party. Welcome back to another episode of Shitlist, where we'll unpack Season 1, Episode 5, The Cabin. Well, hello you. Welcome back to Episode 5 of Shitlist. I'm Stephanie. We're here with Katie, and glad to be back for another week of the podcast. Yes. Yay. Totally. We're um, diving into episode five today, episode The Cabin. Five, the Cabin. We were <laughs> both talking about how cringy this episode <laughs> could get. We have both have wine on hand just to uh, loosen our lips a little bit so that we're, <laughs> we're more comfortable talking with some of uh, these talking points that are going to come up these in topics. today's episode. But no, it but be- nothing is taboo here. Nothing is taboo. Like, yeah. Like Katie said last week, isn't it great how the show just approaches some of these quote unquote taboo topics, traditionally taboo topics. And so here we are having to confront them. So yep, you get what you ask for, I guess. But before we do. Yeah. Um, I have some listener feedback from last week. Um, last week, we, you know, we saw David get his first job. So we did a little fun post about, you know, what were your what were your first jobs out there? What was like a more obscure job you had? So I would like to report back with those results. Okay, great. Um, wait, I forgot though. I did we talk about your first job and my first job? No, and I Just thought about that real too, briefly. What we- is what was your first job? So like my first official paid job, um, well, one one uh, spring break, I was paid to organize my cousin's office. <laughs> like oh, that's, that sounds like I, a dream job. I like I, we talked about Marie Kondo a week or two mm-hmm. ago. Like I love organizing. I really, for some reason, love organizing other people's stuff. So that yes. was one of my odd first jobs was I just That's spent cool. my spring break like organizing their office and like helping with filing and stuff. And that was really fun for me. But my first official job, I worked at a frame and mat shop. So doing custom framing oh, uh, cool. and I was right out of high school. And so, yeah, I had that job for like a year and a half. And that artsy fartsy world of yours. Well, you would think, I mean, a lot of people come in to have work framed and it's not good. Like they're not good yeah. photographers. They're not good artists. <gasps> oh, and this is kind of a brief tangent, but I remember this one guy wanted a picture framed of his daughter. It's kind of sad, but he didn't have custody of his daughter. And he was like telling me the whole sob story. And the picture he was framing was clearly a photo that was taken at a distance and zoomed in. And like the girl was like not a creeper aw- photo. The girl was not aware she was being photographed. Like oh. it was through like the fence of a playground or something. So, but, and it was so sad. I was like, this is really depressing. Yikes. Uh, so wow, way to start us off on a yes. good note. Well, we're gonna we're, it's gonna lighten up well, real quick. So my first official on the payroll job was housekeeping at the Bad X Best Western or Holiday Inn or whatever it was. I don't know what chain it was. I literally worked there for two weekends because I was working like Saturday, Sunday to help mm-hmm. clean. Um, I was in high school, it was for summer, and the final shoe dropped when all these maid ladies would like the restaurant, the hotel had a restaurant, we would eat breakfast, which was just weird to me anyway. Like I didn't really need a break, but they always wanted to make sure to take their lunch break. And one of the ladies was eating scrambled eggs and lost a tooth 
like right in front of me. And I'm like, no. I can't handle this. I can't handle this job. So, also, how do you lose a tooth I, in scrambled eggs? It's like the, the it, softest sh- breakfast. He had meth mouth. <laughs> <laughs> this, I could almost I guess guarantee it's getting it. off to a very weird spot. I can't okay. believe. Anyway. Okay. I just can't believe we didn't talk about our own first jobs last week. Yeah, I know. So I wanted to be sure to throw that in there. But anyway, okay. I had a couple of first jobs, a couple like nice, like responsible first jobs. One from Becca who said she served food at a nursing home, which is very admirable and a yes. good first job. Um, my nieces both work at a nursing home too for their like summer jobs and nice. they really enjoy it and they help with the food and things like that. Oh, my friend Michelle said she worked at Secretary Secretary of State for her first job. For her first or job. maybe wow. I can't remember if it was her first job or one of the most unusual, but I was like, that seems advantageous, you know, have a little insider information about things or be able to jump that line. <laughs> um That's true. And finally, the my favorite one, LOL Fish on Instagram, who I know is Laura. Hi, Laura. Um, one of her most obscure jobs was dressing as a chocolatier to hand out lint truffle samples at the lint <laughs> store. And I'm now, like thinking that sounds dangerous. Like, uh, that dangerous. That does sound dangerous. But what is the the uniform of a chocolatier? Just like the, I don't the white chef hat and the white chef uh, yeah, jacket? I'm envisioning a chef hat and like a little wee mustache Ooh. like we you know yeah um so i'll a have wee. to ask her for more details on what that we we <laughs> um on what that outfit entailed so that we did get that feedback on the jobs and i also asked for some funny signs or funny town names mm-hmm. funny things to go with the Shits creek sign very disappointed in y'all you didn't come through for me come at all on, on that you guys except for jesse jesse civil weddings on instagram did inform me that the school mascot for Hooker, Oklahoma is the oh, no. horny toads. Oh no. So I was like, huh. <laughs> so let me t- I Googled those horny toads and they are a monster I would not want to face off against. So oh. and I'm talking the actual real life. I was horny say, are you talking not about the, fo- the team? not the football team. Like this team not is the football really, team. They have like no, a No, you should Google it. It's like this spiky lizard. It's actually a lizard, aka or AKA horny toad. Okay. Um, but if you have time to Google it, you'll have nightmares about it. I promise they're ugly, ugly things. I'm surprised so, uh, they didn't go with the hooker chicken wings. Cause isn't that like the most popular menu item at hook? Oh, that's Hooters. Hooters. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's a Freudian slip. They're not all hookers, Stephanie. Oh my gosh. Real okay. nice. <laughs> Real nice. Um, we'll, we'll move on. <laughs> Oh, yeah. So that was the listener feedback we got. Seriously, I really would like some more fun signs or town names because that is a funny topic. So if you have any more, send them and we'll mention them. We would love to hear them. Um, Yeah. One more, a couple more points of social media world out there. You and I both saw a couple fun, exciting things this weekend um, or over the week, rather. There is now a Schitt's Creek Monopoly game, which we have to get our hands on. We have to. Um, How can we Dan not? Levy, Dan Levy himself worked on it and he had a post about it and he said he spent painstaking hours like just meticulously working on every detail. So someday soon, you know, we're coming up on the holiday season. I'm hoping someone picks it up as a hint that I might want it as a gift. Yes. Maybe, you know, but I am gift. not above just buying it for myself. So there's I think that. I saw that the piece, I mean, everything is Shit's Creek themed, including the mm-hmm. player pieces. And I know one of the pieces is one of Moira's wigs. Um, do you remember what some yep. of the other pieces were? Um, a room one key. One was a keychain. Yep. A yep. room key. 
I want to say a crazy pair of sunglasses, like David or Moira I, I wear. I do remember a sunglass. A crow. Like there David's. was definitely a crow. Yeah. Which will come later. Um, I can't remember what else. Oh, right. People don't know about the crow yet. Okay. Although our email address is caca and we're constantly. <laughs> <laughs> I got, got that one on the soundboard. Nice. Um, and then the other thing is they're coming out with a coffee table book. This has been in the works for a while. Mm. It's been on my like pre-order wish list for a while, but it's called Best, w- Best Wishes and Warmest Regards. And it's kind of the story behind Shit's Creek. And then I know it also features some like fan art. And um, I know there's a few people in some of the fan groups I made that made like mock movie posters for some of the stuff throughout the show and just things like that. Um and then stories and interviews and pictures and behind the scenes stuff. So that's coming out. I believe it gets released maybe this weekend, but Dan and Eugene Levy are doing a live tour, not really a tour. They have two so far planned one in New York on the 25th of October at the beacon theater, which I believe me, I looked into every detail to try and make that happen. <laughs> but since we were just in New York, that we were couldn't, just didn't work out. Um, and then yes, I see he planned one in London too. So hopefully maybe he'll go around and do a few more locations on that. I'm, I'm really bummed. I don't know. I didn't mention this before and I know, you know, Stephanie, but mm-hmm. I did have tickets to the up close and personal tour they were doing we when did. the show was ending. And then, you know, 2020 everything got canceled. Yeah. Last June. Yeah. And that got canceled, which was, was like a big disappointment. Really I remember you were like, so, I don't care how much these t- tickets cost. I'm going. Oh, man. To go. Like, I was ready to no spend question. my life fortune on it. Yeah, she was. <laughs> she really was. Uh, um, so yeah. but it, it's canceled. But maybe I'll get to do something fun like that. Maybe if they yeah. do the book tour thing a little extended. My my thing is like now that they're all out and have new jobs and new projects, it's just so hard to get everyone back together. But, you oh, know, totally. there's hope for Eugene and Dan. They're always a father mm-hmm. and son. So, well, they just had a friend's reunion not that long ago. So who's to say right. we can't have Schitt's Creek right. reunions in the we near future. Have Creek. But that's all the the news I have to share for today for, okay. from the, from the social scene. So well, do we want to jump social update. in? Yeah. yeah. Actually, before we jump in, I have an update of my own and Katie doesn't oh. know about this. This is a bit of a surprise. <gasps> so, uh, last, uh, last week, our podcast, uh, that, aired, which was episode three, we were able to give our first sort of response to some of our viewer feedback. And one of the uh, first comments we received from a listener was, uh, I believe it was Judy Kay told us the name of that book that Catherine right. O'Hara... Um, Foils Falavery or Foils Falavery, yeah, that she got... Um, Got a lot of her words and special fancy dialogue from. Well, Katie, did you I have buy a, a book? surprise for you? You bought a copy. <laughs> <laughs> it's upside down and backwards. I know. I, <laughs> you're right. It is backwards. <laughs> oh my god, we're gonna be talking like Moira in no time. I got a copy. I found a copy. I tracked one down on eBay for a reasonable price. Oh, I was um, gonna say the ones I was seeing was like really high price. Yeah, I had to do some digging. So this is a book uh, by Christopher Foyle. So he is Foyle of Foyle. Philavery. And Philavery is actually a specially invented word to describe this book. So that word alone has no definition. Um, But it's, I'll read you the back. It says, the word Philavery was specially invented to describe this book, a collection of words chosen simply on the grounds of their aesthetic appeal. Um, And Christopher is based out of London. He uh, is the chairman of the world famous Foyles Bookshop. And he is an avid reader and longtime collector of unusual words. So I got this copy. I believe it did come from the UK based on the shipping. Okay. (laughs) And it was was priced in euros. But the book 
only came out in 2007. So I was expecting it to be a lot older um, because maybe it just wasn't widely circulated or something. And now it's more valuable because the original price says 9.99 in euros. So definitely the value has skyrocketed. That's worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I didn't pay 9.99. I didn't pay $500. Hopefully you didn't burn away your life savings. It's one of the more expensive books I've bought. I'm not going to lie, but I do love collecting books. I'm happy to have this and we can use this as a resource. It'll look nice on your Um, bookshelf. It's going to look so nice. So I thought I would, before we, I know we're kind of running along with this intro, but I wanted to at least introduce a couple words. I tried to see if um, we had some like really flowery, unusual words from Moira in this episode, the um, the cabin episode. I couldn't really find any that were she doesn't in this super one. unusual. So I just went through the first um, few pages and found some words that I think relate to the episode we're talking about tonight. Okay. So if you'll indulge me, Katie, and audience, I will. I'm just going to read some of these um, flavery. You're going to give words. me a word and have me guess what it might mean, or should I, we just? I am. Yes. The first okay. word we're going to start with is aprosexia. God. It's a noun. Aprosexia. Um, I don't have any guesses. Okay. Um, aprosexia. This kind of feels like a spelling bee. <laughs> is a Can noun. you give me the origin? <laughs> Can you give me the... <laughs> It's a noun which means an abnormal inability to pay attention, often characterized by a lack of interest in anything. So one could say oh. that David has a severe case of aprosexia in Schitt's Creek because at the moment and up until now, he's really exhibited a lack of interest in anything. He's not interested. Yes. So he's yes. Be- he has very severe aprosexia at this time. Aprosexia. Aprosexia. Got it. The next word is badinage, I believe is how it's pronounced. It is badinage. also a badinage. It's also a nage. Um, I do think a lot I of these feeling... words come from like the like the English, but the British English language based on the author. So my feeling is like that is some kind of something to do with like a group of something mm. or people or things. Okay. Badinage is a noun. It means talk that is humorous, playful, and bantering. So one could say oh. that our podcast is brimming with badinage. 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 <laughs> I, I was way off on that. I was thinking entourage, badinage. Oh, entourage. Of, okay, I could see. Okay, I could see way that. Way off. Uh, and then our last word for tonight, today, uh, whenever you're listening to this podcast, is amatorious. It's an adjective. Amatorious. Amatorious. I'm thinking like something like um, in love or lustful. <gasps> Very good. Amatorious Is that it? means relating to sexual love or desire. Oh. Okay. So tonight's episode is very amatorious when we uh, dive into Johnny and Moira's storyline. Sex so. life. <laughs> Very amatorious. So with okay, that being good. said, those are our foils philavery for the day. We might have to bring this book out on a regular yeah, basis. Yeah, this is gonna have to be a segment, uh, I think. Yeah, especially when Moira drops some words. I'm gonna I'm gonna see if I can find them in the book. Yes, definitely. All right. So well, let's, let's go. go. Let's get, get, get into that. Let's jump right in. So speaking of amatorious behavior, the episode opens <laughs> with David walking into the parents' room through their shared door. And he uh, he finds them in an unexpected and uh, in his opinion, awful position. Wrestling in bed, wrestling as many parents play it off. Oh, my gosh. What a terrible kids. way to describe. Oh, I think this imagine? is like one of 
most kids' worst nightmares of things to walk into? Oh, absolutely. Um, that's actually one of my questions, Katie. We can jump ahead. Uh, have you ever suffered such an embarrassing encounter, either been the victim of or walked in on a, a situation? I- that you are you going to share before I answer this question? Are you going to answer this question? Too? <laughs> I am going to answer this question. Okay. If I ask you a question, I promise. I, I the feel question. like I may have almost at one time walked in on my parents, like when I was in like mm-hmm. high school age, I feel mm-hmm. like I was always like upstairs and their bedroom was downstairs. And I just heard this like loud bang, like someone fell out of bed. <laughs> And I was like, it was, it was like scary. Like I was Mm -hmm. like, what the fuck just happened? Yeah. And so I just like wander downstairs and I just see like in a shadow of light, my mom like rushing to close the bedroom door. And that was it. (laughs) But it was like something I had never witnessed before. And I was like not asking any questions, but I just had this feeling that that's what I just And how old did you say you were? Um, teenager probably 14 okay 15 so you've been through sex ed at this point yeah but I was such a like sheltered teenager I had no idea about sex in general we learned at least in my school we learned sex ed in very clinical oh yeah we for sure learned about it but I was not partaking or even exploring at that point exactly well uh that does not sound like a fun time I so thankfully I do have a story. It doesn't relate to anybody I'm related to. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But when I was in college in the dorms, I had a roommate and we lived in a dorm building that uh, it was actually three colleges. So there were a lot of students. It was a really big building. There were like 20 floors. It was in downtown Chicago. And I remember waking up maybe like two or three in the morning to this noise out in the hallway (laughs) And the hallway lights always stayed on, as I think most dorm room or dorm buildings do. So I wake up and I hear this noise, and it's just like this groaning sound. And I'm like, what is somebody like sick out there? Like, what is going on? Mm-hmm. And so then I'm like listening, trying to figure it out. And I think I even got up and went to like the um like the peephole in my door to see if I could see anybody. And then I can tell it's two voices. And then this was me, then like, 20 year old Stephanie, also very pretty naive Stephanie yeah naive Stephanie but I have seen enough movies to guess (laughs) what might Uh be happening out there and based on the sounds they're making I'm pretty sure something sexual is happening in the hallway so I wake up my roommate Jessica and I'm like you gotta listen to this (laughs) there's just people in the hall I think someone's getting a BJ I couldn't even say it I said, I think someone's getting a BJ. And she, so she goes over to the door and listens to It's so gross. And so um, we call the security desk downstairs and she's like, Hey, uh, we're, she gives, first of all, she's so smart. She knew what to, she told them we were calling from a different room because she didn't want us to be connected to it at all. So right. she gave like, she didn't want to be like the whistleblower. Number. Exactly. She's like, we're in room such and such, which is next door. And people are making a lot of noise on the hallway. Um, could we have, could you have someone go see what's going on? So then we are like at the door listening, listening we for all the activity Poor, I'm sure underpaid security guard. He does not want to have to be dealing with this who comes upstairs. And I remember hearing him distinctly go, come on, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> and then hearing this girl being like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. Have a good night. And then they, you know, scramble back to their room. But uh, 
Yeah, that was like my closest encounter to that. And thank God there was a wall and a door separating. <laughs> Whip the, the door open. What the hell is going we, on here? <laughs> we only had to. We were only subjected to listening. But um, okay. Nevertheless, speaking I of listening, when when we were in New York, staying at Aaliyah's, did you mm-hmm. hear the neighbors? No, they were totally doing it oh, one I night. Sleeping, I must have been sleeping pretty well. <laughs> Understandable. I had since the window we walked open, 14 so miles hear, every day. I could hear the sounds of the city drowning yep. out their neighbors' oh. sex capades. Um, nice. Well, I'm sorry that you had to deal with that. that must all right. Really I'm tough. sure Aaliyah deals with it all the time. <laughs> Hi, Aaliyah. If you're listening, let us know how often your neighbors have sex. So, uh, <laughs> so David uh, walks in runs back out in terror oh my and Alexis God. is like what's happening and David's like I saw hell that's what's happening <laughs> like he's just <laughs> trying to wrap his head around when Alexis finally realizes what he saw oh yeah. my god you poor oh thing you poor thing <laughs> you poor thing uh so the parents scrambling after them Johnny's trying to like explain and um Moira's no like, explanation is needed Moira's like I will not be shamed shame on you uh, and then David's like, shame on you for um, attempting that position or something. I'm trying to remember how he said at it. eight in the morning at eight in the morning. Uh, and then Johnny sort of implies like, we're going back in that room and we want continued privacy. And where was like, yeah, that's not. Are you serious? Are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> but what this this issue sort of stems from. And then we see Johnny uh, next is he's with Roland is they still don't have great privacy between these two rooms. Uh, they just have this small door, doesn't lock, you know, they're basically... Or at least doesn't lock from their, the other side. Doesn't lock from we, the other side. So, uh, yeah, Johnny Johnny finds Roland and is asking him, you know, we need these doors fixed, which to me was interesting because what role does Roland have in the hotel? At the motel. I think that every time we see this and then earlier where he's like fixing the bathroom window and like mm-hmm. checking them in because later you come to find out he doesn't have a role in the motel, but yeah, here's Johnny. Like, can you come fix the doors? Like, why are you not talking to Stevie about this? Doesn't she have a maintenance guy? Mr. Fix it. We find coming up in a few, yeah. I don't know if it's this season or next. Like there's a guy. Why are we coming to roll in with all these problems? I don't know that that really confused me. So he's complaining about the doors and Roland's kind of hassling him, you know, about and getting way too personal, way too personal about, you know, needing sexy time with Moira, uh, really hassling him. But then he offers uh, Johnny and Moira. Turns out he has a cabin. Him and Jocelyn have a cabin somewhere by a lake. It's a little love shack, little love shack and uh, offers to to let them have it for a little bit of a getaway, which uh, which is nice. And also I will say not the only time in Schitt's Creek that people are going to be offering up their places for sex. Yet another non-taboo look at sex. People are this like, well, you have sex. True. You need a place to have sex. Go have sex. Exactly. <laughs> Use my place. <laughs> are you so open to lending your place out for that purpose, Stephanie? Am I? I'm, um, I'm not really into that. I but... don't know that I am. No, I don't think I could ever be an Airbnb host for that reason. Right. You know, right. Unless it was like you're specifically an Airbnb singles only mm-hmm. <laughs> one guest at a time. But so, uh, um, ponytails back. Did you notice that? I did notice that. OK, keeping track so, of that ponytail. Yeah. Interesting development. Maybe it maybe it comes and goes and we just never noticed before now. Uh, so. Yeah, Roland offers him the cabin and then Jocelyn. So he goes to the shit's house because Jocelyn's there. Right. And. We see Jocelyn in 
this hilarious cat sweater. I feel like we need to talk about that. I'm glad you noted that. Yep. It's it's a pivot. This is where I feel like we start to see the pivot I mentioned early on with Jocelyn. Like she From starts her out tight, with a sexy very clothes. tight, sexy clothes. That's going to change. I think this sweater is the first sign of that. Um, mm-hmm. And we're going to realize she's about as corny as Roland is. And we're going to start to see, oh, they are actually a good fit for each other. We're pretty compatible. We're very like... How did how did he land her? Like, how yep. are, are they together? But actually, they're very similar. And I think yep. this cat sweater is one of those early indications. Um, Love me a good cat sweater. I know. We haven't really discussed, but Caddy, <laughs> Caddy and I, Katie Caddy, and I Caddy. are big cat people. So both cat ladies, both cat ladies, for sure. Um, but Jocelyn is like, no, Johnny, you need to take the cabin. And then she's kind of saying, you know, we could tell something was wrong. We don't want your relationship to get any worse, which was a weird pivot because if you remember in last episode, bad parents, they were like complimenting the roses. They were idolizing them. So it just seemed like a weird pivot to me. Like, oh, suddenly they're saying, oh no, your relationship seems terrible. You need this time together to heal or something. Uh, So that was kind of, kind of, kind of a weird, like low blow type. Yeah. Um, But, they also imply that the shits have their own sort of kinky <laughs> sex life. Oh, yeah. Pick a safe um, word. Pick a safe word. <laughs> they talk about the restraints that they they keep there. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. And even they talk about like Roland talks about the voltage limits at the 60 the amps, 60 amps. I don't know what that equates don't be, to. But... Don't be plugging in a lot of gear. It's only 60. Amps. Right. That's what he says. Um. But they take them up on the offer, right? Or I guess Moira is, mm-hmm. is more gung ho about the idea just to get out of this. They do because Johnny brings Johnny brings this information back to Moira, and he's like shocked to hear her even considering, yeah, you know, entertaining the idea. Um, while he's like kind of talking to her, one of them says, "I don't want to end up like your parents, separate." Separate oh, yeah. beds, separate bedrooms, and then separate, it ends at separate countries. Yeah. But I was going to ask um, my mom and dad in in the end of their marriage, like slept in separate beds and for a long time throughout mm-hmm. my childhood. And both of my grandparents yeah. had separate beds and bedrooms, mm-hmm. both sets of grandparents. And the older I get, does that seem appealing to you, Katie? The more fed up with my snoring husband I get, the more appealing <laughs> that fact that right. is actually becoming. Yeah. But uh separate separate countries is a bit much, but I could it probably is. do separate beds for sure. There you go. Might not be a bad idea if he um, can't get that snoring under control. Talking to you, Joe. <laughs> he's not listening. Um so yeah, they decide they're going to go to the cabin. And then David walks in on them again. They're just like kissing or something. But he's just like, oh, my God, come on. Like, <laughs> this is too much. Am I being punished? <laughs> and so they're like, no, kids, we have an announcement. And Alexis is like, if you're telling me you're pregnant, I'm going to vomit on this floor right now. <laughs> Can, you Can you imagine? <laughs> they're like in their 30s at this point, nearly. Um, but she's like, no, we're going away for the night. Uh, you guys are going to be here by yourself. And uh, Alexis and David are like, yeah, that sounds great. Please leave. Stay longer. Stay longer. <laughs> um, and then Moira's like, I would never abandon you at a motel in the middle of nowhere. And then David mentions that apparently Moira once took the wrong child home from daycare. <laughs> 
And do you remember how Alexis she defends looks herself? Chinese as an infant. How many times must I defend myself? <laughs> this is not the first time that little tidbit will come or not the only time that will come up for sure. So, yeah, they decide to get away. The kids are going to have the hotel motel suites. God, I need a, I need a shot caller for when I say hotel motel. It's, motel. it's OK. Everybody knows what you mean. Yeah. Um, Meet me at the hotel. Then, 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 motel. I do not know that reference. What? It's a, it's like a dance song. Okay. Find it now. So yeah, they're gonna have the motel rooms to themselves. So they're gonna spread out, have some space, which David is looking forward to. Because we also realize, where is or Alexis? Alexis, a slob. She is a slob. Yes. David is very clean. Which you don't really, I, you don't really notice that. Until he, they show that massive pile of junk at the end of her bed. Yeah. Um, I'm definitely a David type. Same. Oh, totally. And Joe uh, is definitely Alexis in this household. <laughs> Gotta have that balance. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the, the Roses, uh, Johnny and Moira are going to get out of town. Uh, Roland gives him his truck and he gives them these crazy long-winded directions how to get to this place like there's no way anyone is going to remember that uh and it leads me to my next question katie do you remember before the age of gps and google maps on our phones and all of our devices whenever we went somewhere i would always print instructions before google maps it was MapQuest was the website uh, and then before that, it was roadmaps or like road atlases. You had to have a map. In fact, when I started driving, when I turned 16, gosh, that was in 2004. I remember my mom insisting that we all keep a road atlas in the back pocket of the mm-hmm. driver's seat in case we ever got lost or we couldn't, you know. And that's just what she was used to. Yep. Uh, and we had family who lived all across Michigan. So we would travel quite a bit growing up and. Yeah, you would just follow the main interstate. And then if you needed more specific directions, once you got You'd off, have to actually look at road signs, look at road signs, or you would call ahead and have the person like, um, you give know, you directions step by step, kind of like Roland did. But we're just not used to that at all. Anymore. Isn't it insane? It that I think that to me is the most like incredible advancement that smartphones have given us like the internet, but then smartphones in specific, like even when you and I were in New York, I was like, could you imagine like walking around here, like trying to like, it's so great to have that at your hand at the palm of your hand. But also it's like annoying because I know like kids don't even know how to write, read a map or know Mm -hmm. North from South. And that's, that's the annoying part to me, but I did, we're going on a trip next week and I did buy maps for my trip because we're going to be in the mountains and yeah. you never like know the book I was reading said, you know, like you should just make sure you know where you're going. And, mm-hmm. and I like maps anyway. I grew up too with a road atlas in our car. Anytime we went somewhere, I would literally sit in the back seat reading it and ask my mom and dad questions. And we would play like road games where we would give hints to different town names mm-hmm. and, and maps were like a part of my life growing yeah. up. But now I don't even have a map. There's I like, now I just got my first map in my hand. <laughs> I really like maps as well. I think whenever I'm traveling or even just here, you know, around home, I always it's always important for me to know like my directions northeast, southwest, like to have my bearings. I'm mm-hmm. always trying to me figure too. that out. I get really disoriented if I don't. And so I always feel like I can place myself on the map, you know, when I'm driving. But at the same time, I yep. do re- I still rely on Google Maps 
way more than I need to. I moved to this town 10 months ago now, and I still use my Google Maps on a pretty yeah. regular basis just because it's so convenient and it will give me my right. arrival time, which I think I appreciate that as one of the features. That is a anything. that is a big plus. Yes. Yeah. So I know what time I'm like. Sometimes I'll even do it going to work, which is so unnecessary. It's like I just want to know see how long you know, Lauren, my niece is living with us right now. She's going to school over here on this side of the state. And I told her, I'm like, you just need to go out. And I'm like, these are the major highways. You need to go this way and this way. Just figure out the area. Don't turn your phone on. If you get really lost, then yeah, you can turn your phone on, but just learn your way around and mm-hmm. and just figure it out because people rely so much on these phones yeah. and, and it's fine. It's great. But what if they're never not working or her iconic thing is her phone died? Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, like, she never has a charge. I'm like, so then what do you do? You get lost. Like, whatever. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, that's just a, a weird shift that's happened in the last like yeah. 15 15 years. And you're right. Roland's directions, they didn't have a map, but his directions were off the chart. I can't tell you how many times I listened really hard to those Mm -hmm. to try and like pin them down. Visualize and yeah, it's just all. And and like repeat them. And you know, Johnny's like the key is under the mat. Yeah. He's under the mat. (laughs) I got it. He's got it. Uh, So yeah, the parents are heading out for the evening and then David tells Alexis he's going to take over the parents' room because he wants to have a little bit of a a quiet night to himself. He's got a book he's going to read. Uh, did you catch the title of the book, by the way? It's called, yes, A Rare Sophistication. <laughs> yep, I, I had to freeze frame that. that. That to me is me a too. great uh, TV prop book. I'm, I can't the, imagine it's a real book, but what it's not. Title. I All of the books are made up and strategically yeah. put into scenes. Yeah. I have read a lot about that. Um, and, and iconic in this particular episode because David it thinks he is the rare sophistication in this town. Oh, totally. And it, he can't he can't bring himself to be like one of the townies that we're about to see in this uh, little hotel party they're rallying up. Yeah. Speaking of that, so Alexis has about ten seconds of quiet time, and she can't she can't, she just can't. deal that. She she is not that sort of person. She her. Her social life was such a big part of her life before coming to yeah, this town. Her life resol- revolved around being a social butterfly. It's a big butterfly. part of her identity. And so she comes into David, who's just, you know, barely sat down, opened his book. And she's like, I'm bored. How about we have a party? You know, I want to I want to be around people. I want to have a social life again. Loose acquaintances that think I'm funny and charming. I want to I want to <laughs> read that quote because I feel like that was a quote we all echoed when we were all under like quarantine, like oh, in yes. mid 2020. She says, I miss my life and I miss doing things and I miss being surrounded by loose acquaintances who think that I'm funny and smart and charming. And I, I think all think, of us were Alexis in 2020 at some point. How do you think Alexis would have handled the pandemic? Oh, my God. Not no way. She I would, don't think she would have handled it. She would be doing FaceTime happy hours constantly, just always on. on More than we were. Yeah. She maybe um, would have started her own podcast. Maybe she would have before us. She would have beat us to it. Uh, but she convinces David to have a fun, small little gathering, a games night, which he's very reluctant. Same and thing. then he becomes he becomes very... Uh, like what's the word you just his approach he's very intense controlling it has rigid to, rigid games night has he takes it very seriously has to go a certain way only six people you know no root no wiggle room in that regard 
And Alexis is like, yeah, okay, we can do that. Cause she's just so eager to have people. She just wants something. She just wants yeah. anything. Yes. Between the two Which also, siblings. I would just oh, go, ahead. go ahead. Nope. I was just going to ask. So between like Alexis's approach where she wants it to be casual and fluid, we'll see what happens where the night takes us. And then David is like, no, it has to be structured. It has to go this certain way. Do you feel like you're more of an intense game player or you're, you know, I let it unfold the way it will. I feel like I'm I'm a mix of the two. Yeah. Like I like to have planned activities, but mm-hmm. like I also yeah. like to just have fun and enjoy. If you remember my Roaring Twenties party, I, I had a schedule of a few things and we did those things, but then also it was just free for all. You party have to leave atmosphere. some time for spontaneity, I think. For just leisure. Like Yes, exactly. Um which also I was gonna say why you know, if David's staying in his mom and dad's room and Alexis has her room to herself, like she doesn't need David's permission to have a party. I guess it's like courteous, but why is she asking him? Just well, invite the she, people over. Doesn't she want him too? Like she, she wants. Yeah, I think so. She wants True. to pull him out of his, his shell a little bit. A little funk. Yeah. So he agrees. And um, we uh, then see David and Stevie at Cafe Tropical. Uh, because they need to find six people. I guess they agreed on um, Stevie's going to come. So it's Stevie and David. That girl in the restaurant. That girl in the restaurant. That guy. That barn guy. Barn guy. David still doesn't know their names. He's not taking the time to learn anyone's name (laughs) at this point. Uh, So they have five and they just need a sixth, basically, so that it's even gameplay. And Stevie's trying to help him come up with some ideas and come up with a sixth person he's not really impressed with her options she mentions a guy you mentioned a few episodes ago during the uh the tailgate eric yeah eric finished high school apparently and he yeah. was at that tailgate party um you can go back now oh, now that he, he comes to this hotel party spoiler yes, alert here he does but now but, if you are so inclined you can go back to episode two and see if you can spot him in the background now that you know what hair, he looks so like so he can't be yeah. hard to miss now that you know what you're looking for yep um but david is like i don't love his look and steve's like oh looks are important should we throw a pageant and david's like believe me if we had time i would <laughs> yeah yeah he's so. taking this very seriously um and then Stevie throws a couple other options at him and he's just not really responding to it. And so yes. they're kind of like hassling each other. And Stevie's like, well, you know, if you don't want my help, I'll just leave. And he's like, okay. And so she basically, leaves. well, basically too, she says, well, you don't know anybody else. So if yeah. you don't want my help, I'm not get like, what are you going to do? You know, yeah. type of thing. So she leaves him at Cafe Tropical sipping his coffee. Uh, speaking of Cafe Tropical, I'm going to interrupt our our dialogue for a second to let you know yeah, we, we have another sponsor once again uh so yeah we'll we'll throw it over to our sponsor we'll be right back today's episode is brought to you by cafe tropical whether you're looking to make a quick coffee run or perhaps in search of a cozy new spot for date night look no further than cafe tropical the only local eatery in Shits creek with their extensive and ever-expanding menu you're sure to find something new and surprising each time you drop in And if you're ever not sure what to order, their staff is happy to make recommendations. Ask about their organic and ever-changing Meadow Harvest smoothie with rich, earthy ingredients and sometimes fruit. Or try the Tropical Pizza, one of their many Hawaiian-themed menu items, which give the place its iconic tropical feeling. Located downtown, right across from Bob's Garage, Cafe Tropical brings a little dash of paradise to Schitt's Creek. So stop in today. A seat is always waiting for you. 
All okay. right. Thank you, Cafe. Awesome. Tropical. Yeah. You and you know what? Supporting us. They didn't mention this, but they're available for private parties too. I actually went to a surprise party not that long ago there. Oh, really? So yeah, it was really fun. We were kind of hooked up on whether we should say surprise or happy birthday, but <laughs> it all worked out in the end. So awesome. Well, Cafe but anyway, Tropical. if you need them for a private event, check them out. Yeah. Thank you. Show them some business. Show them some love. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Where we left off, uh, Stevie walks away from David when he's trying to put together this party of six, perfectly curated party of six. And then the next scene cuts to back at the motel and, and David shows up kind of with his tail between his legs. Um, you know, That's a good way to put it. And he basically realizes she's right. He doesn't have anyone to ask or to invite. So he's being very like nice and he's complimenting her. He says, you know, he thinks she's funny, smart bright to me this was like a very flirtatious moment between the two of them yeah like we've seen that they have friend chemistry but this moment like they're they're getting a little like smirky smiley Um, and she gives them the little like well I was kidding when I'm not coming of course I'm coming like just like you can just tell she really really likes him maybe yes. you know obviously as a friend but definitely it feels a little flirtatious in this yeah. scene and flirtation I feel like is coming from both of them in that moment mm-hmm. in some way so their friendship like I think they are the two like Rose family they're connecting the most. like they are developing the strongest connection by mm-hmm. far out of anyone um so yeah Stevie agrees and David says you can bring whoever you want he's not going to complain about it looks aren't important looks aren't important <laughs> They don't have a time. They don't have time for a pageant anyway. So, uh, so yeah, that's where we leave off with uh, the party situation, and then we'll jump back over to Moira and Johnny, who are finding their way to the. They find their destination. Cabin. Yeah, and they're pleasantly surprised. It's very quaint and charming. Has lots of rustic character. Not it's what a, they were expecting an, at all. It's an idyllic cabin. Would you say like? I would say exactly what you. Mm-hmm. Very much. Um, and Moira says she was expecting early Unabomber is what she yes, <laughs> she Which is like shack gonna... in the woods. <laughs> yes. So they're very, um, as she said, shocked and delighted. At... I feel like there are a lot of people listening that are too young to even know what the Unabomber, who the Unabomber was. I mean, I maybe not like our target I'm on audience. The of that. Yeah. I think if I asked my niece who the Unabomber was, she would have no clue. No clue. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they they are pleased to see the cabin, but. Well, Roland said he left the keys. He did not leave the keys. And Johnny climbs through the window. <laughs> Would you, in any frame of mind, ever climb through a window? This is what I really want to know of a cabin, of someone's cabin that you oh, were of someone's at. cabin? No, but climb through a window, I can and I have. Um, climb through a window, but of someone's someplace you've I wouldn't, never been a straight Because they might have a security system. You don't know. Right. Yeah, I don't think I would do that. But I was so a latchkey kid. I was a latchkey kid for a few years in school, like in late elementary, middle school. There were some days I'd get home and no one was there. And at first, I didn't have a house. I didn't have a house key. It would be under the mat. But one day, it wasn't under the mat. And so um, I was going around the house. We had a lot of windows, trying to find if anyone is unlocked. Uh, we even had like slider doors, which were unlocked. But we would put the little stick in the little the little groove so you could open it six inches, but no further. We call that the rape stick in this house. (laughs) 
<laughs> so we yeah, six in couldn't, our uh, couldn't get in. And so what I ended up doing was we had a dog at the time. This is so embarrassing, but we had a dog at the time that had an igloo, like an outdoor doghouse igloo. And I was small enough that I could, cause it was the winter time. I climbed in the igloo head first to stay warm for like the you next 45 minutes. My legs were sticking out. <laughs> Oh my God. I was like outside and cold and I I was like 10. I didn't have a cell phone or anything. So please someone took a picture of you bundled up in the doghouse until somebody got home and let me inside. So if I could have dog inside. Yeah, the dog was inside. I was outside. (laughs) So uh, yeah, if I could have found a window, I would have climbed through it in a heartbeat. But Uh, uh, I never climbed in or out of windows. I never snuck in or out or anything like that. I know for a fact, my sister's Oh, yeah, Both I never probably snuck did. Out either. There's a bedroom window right above our where our entryway was, so you could easily Ooh. get out onto the roof and then shimmy down the small part of the roof. Ooh, sneaky! I sneaky. know that's happened. I know that's happened at my mom and dad's house. Um, so yeah, Johnny climbs through the window, and I just, I for one can't imagine even doing that at a place like you're new to this place, and yeah. Wouldn't you just pick up the phone and say, hey, I can't get in. What's the problem? But of course, right. maybe there's no cell service. Maybe not. He tears his precious suit in the process. I too, was right going to say he's down to 13 gray suits oh, now. We should keep a tally how many suits <laughs> he has left. They can't afford a tailor right now either. So mm-hmm. that's not getting repaired anytime soon. Right. Um, but they they take in the cabin once they finally get inside. And uh, again, they're like, this is actually quite charming. They see charming. a picture of... Roland and Jocelyn and then we recognize another couple in the photo or we recognize someone else in the photo it's Bob who we met mm-hmm. at the uh, town hall town hall and his wife which they rudely mistake for a man well Moira does at least yeah she's like Roland has I think they're friends. both called a husband <laughs> again shocked and delighted yeah so which is another uh you know more about assumptions you shouldn't yeah, make these assumptions. Assu- assumptions i mean that's not the case but she, she made is, the wrong assumption but she yes. also assumed that they wouldn't have gay friends exactly. bob is not so. in a gay relationship but she assumed, right yeah was shocked and delighted that yeah he yeah. potentially would be um but no it's actually his wife so they uh they have a they get busy a romantic they get busy they get busy in privacy uh, or so they think, Katie. Hmm. So they think. Apparently, Johnny has just had the best sex of his life. <laughs> he can't see out of one eye. Can you? That is cause for the emergency room. Wouldn't in my you opinion. go to the ER? <laughs> yeah, I'm like you. Are I'd be like, stroke. I'm stroking out. We You're need to go. Aneurysm. We need to call nine one one. But nope, I'm just gonna go get some wine. <laughs> That'll help. That'll bring back my vision. Uh, so yeah, he goes to get some wine and he's rudely confronted or shockingly confronted by Bob and the woman in the photo, Bob's wife, Gwen. Gwen. And he's like, what the hell are you guys doing here? And they're like, this is our cabin. We live here. What are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> he's like, no, this is Roland's cabin. So clearly mistakes were made and he did not take in yep. the full instructions just the directions once again why you shouldn't just climb in somebody's window exactly but bob and gwen are so polite about it they're like we didn't want to disturb you we, we were gonna let you finish Ugh. so gross so <laughs> awkward you seem to have a hard time getting going and then we oh. feel like you didn't need the added pressure like oh my god so gross but they're mortified Which, totally yeah. mortified um 
so yeah, they they didn't get the privacy that they were they were after after all. Speaking um, of um, books and and reads, did you yeah. notice? I don't know the title of the book um, Bob is reading, but it looks like some kind of World War II esque. Okay, like it's got a lot of planes on the I cover. I did see the planes. Yeah, he say he even says the latest Harold Zebel novel, which I don't think that's a real author. Is that a fake author? Yeah. But um, Gwen is reading a craft, craft magic. magic. <laughs> <laughs> I did craft several rewinds yes. to like catch that craft magic magazine. And she has a couple of like her only lines. She has we yeah. see her again, but she only has a few lines throughout mm-hmm. the show. And she has a couple on this. And she just the one that, you know, the great one is when she sees Mora, you're good. <laughs> Like Again, ew. <laughs> so awkward, so cringy. Um, so so cringy. So yeah, we'll we'll go away from the cringiness for a second. Let's jump back to the back to party, the part, which the is starting party. at the motel. Yeah. Uh so Twyla and Mutt show up, and Alexis is so she's still like fawning over Mutt, and it's embarrassing. And just- Embarrassing and rude, and rude in front of Twyla. So like, you look like a million dollars. Oh He's dressed God. like a homeless person, like he always is. She, first of all, she cannot handle herself around Mutt. Not and it's bit. funny when she says that because he literally like looks at his own clothes and he's like, <laughs> he's like "What are you talking I am? about? <laughs> what are you talking about?" Um, and David is like, "Okay, you guys, you're late. We're 15 it's minutes late. We gotta get started. We gotta st- get started." And then Eric is there, who we find out was uh, Stevie was his babysitter growing up. Because incredibly socially awkward individual. Oh my god, so awkward. Um, <laughs> so they sit down to start to play. Mm-hmm. I guess they're going to play a game of not charades, but like guess the famous person. Is there a proper right. name for that game? I honestly uh, don't think so. They, they stick it on their head. Age, it's kind of yeah. like a celebrity version of Heads Up, exactly, or headbands or whatever it's called. Right. Um, Eric has no idea how to play. David's like, you need to all write down 10 names of famous people. And he's like, well, who should I write? I can't tell you that, Eric, because that would wreck the game. (laughs) He's losing his mind. Uh, And Alexis is like, well, why don't we like, you know, just relax, just relax. And then there's a knock on the door and that throws David off. Like we are at our max capacity of six people who could possibly be. We started our game. We're getting started. Yeah. And it's uh, some guys that Alexis met, I guess, on the way home. So she more lets townies. In some more townies. One of them has a name, Dean. The others, I don't think, Dane. are acknowledged. Dane. I think it's Dane. Dane or Dean. Yeah. Dane. A D name. The funny thing to me, David goes, who the fuck is this? And <laughs> Stevie mouths. Stevie mouths to him. He's the worst. I had to rewatch that. Oh. He's the worst. So just relax. I'm like, how is that going to make him relax? Yeah. He's the worst. But that also shows so, this is still very much a small town. Everyone knows. Yeah, everyone they all the knew. Grave. Exactly. He's like, yeah. hey, Mutt, Twyla, Stevie. Like yeah. he knew everyone there. He knew everybody. Uh, so he comes in and Dean or Dane, we're not sure of his name at this moment, uh, goes to fist bump David and he just slaps his fist bump. I had a he note about that. He's like, do. oh, just touches okay. his hand. <laughs> so but, um, yeah, all these guys show up and crash their game night. Uh, and they're still trying to play, but David is just not having it. It's pointless. It's pointless. He's getting so stressed out. He's yelling at Twyla. I want to, I was going to say, I want to take a half a step back before Dane yeah. and them show up sure. or, or maybe it's after, but they're playing that headbands game yeah. or whatever it is. 
And previously when David told Alexis, fine, we can have a party, but it's only six people because games night gets so yelly. Mm. It gets too yelly. Meanwhile, we flash forward to games night and David is literally screaming at Twyla. Um, He's like to guess Mother, the mother Teresa, the mother, the mo- Calcutta. Calcutta, Calcutta, the lepers, the lepers. <laughs> David, you can't say mother <laughs> or whoever says mother. Yeah. And Twilight's so, like, the, it's the point of the game is to yell. Yeah. That's what he says when Alexis yeah. says stop yelling at her, which is funny because mm-hmm. he didn't want to yell. He didn't want to yell. No, um, but I can be that way. Like I get a little intense oh, with gameplay for sure, uh, especially if it's like a timed game or heavy competition, like. It just we used escalates. to do, you can't help yeah. It. We used to do games nights with our college friends, and, and it was always boys versus girls, and it got oh. so intense. Like I think we had to quit because people were getting so <laughs> mad about it. Just it so get, mad you about it. You have to yeah. like keep it friendly, friendly fire yep. only. So. Um, so Dean kind of so Dean is there when this happens, and more guys, more people funnel in at some point, and. Mm-hmm. Dean is like, this party is terrible. And Alexis is like, well, let's pivot away from this game. Let's, you know, do a drinking game. Let's, let's play a drinking game. Yeah, let's have more fun. And uh, they start teasing David. And he he basically gets up and is like, I'm going to leave. Like, I don't need this. I don't want this. I want my room, my privacy, and my book. Alexis yep. calls him an old I felt woman. really bad for him. I, I felt really too. bad for him. Because he didn't want to do this anyway. And no. then Alexis calls him out on something that clearly bothers him like this physical he thing and i twitch at all you know yeah. and he it's wants- clearly he's insecure about it yeah um and then she sort of has like a freudian slip in front of everyone that says like you know she's just trying to have fun in this town where she feels like she's it's dying boring. and it's so boring no offense everybody um and you can tell like she really misses her social life and she's trying to recreate mm-hmm. that in this space and it's just it's not the same yeah. And it's never going to be the same. Um, and so David is basically like, okay, well, I'm going to leave. And, and he does. So this was my next question for you. In this um, like sort of party environment, are you more of an Alexis where you just want to keep the night going, let it be? Or if you, are you a David who just, you know, it gets too much and you're, you're going to tap out? Oh, no, I definitely like to keep the night going. Yeah. I'm always encouraging like, oh, here, have another drink. Here, yeah. do this. Um. I hate it when things are fizzling out too early, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I also know, you know, like Irish goodbyes are not my thing. I get and so I mad. Do that. And you are <laughs> queen of Irish goodbye. Um, I just get so mad. I'm like, what? We were just starting to have fun. But yeah. it's honestly like I know I always know it's for the best because I am that way. I'm like, oh, wait, no, say have another beer. Like, let's do this. You can't leave yet. You know, people would never leave. Yeah. Um, I do like once I'm done, I'm done. Like I'm going mm-hmm. to bed, whatever. Yeah. But I do like to just like keep the fun going. Yeah. I knew you were going to say you're an Alexis and you know, I'm 100% a David. Like I am queen of Irish goodbye. Slip out without saying goodbye to mm-hmm. anybody. And then, yep. you know, something else is going oh, on. Oh, I know. Distract, and then I creep away. And then you text me 20 minutes later. Where'd you go? Where the fuck are you, Stephanie? Oh, I'm home. I'm already in bed. Good night. <laughs> Thanks for yep. the party. It was fun. But to me, we know this because it has happened. It has happened. But that's how I've always been. My thing is, if I'm tired, that's like my kryptonite. There's very few, unless I'm running on adrenaline, like if we're, you know, in New York or doing something really exciting Mm -hmm. and I can push through. As soon as I get tired or if the vibe is, I'm like, David, if the vibe is not my vibe, I'm like, I'm going to go. I'm going to go to bed. Good night, everybody. Uh, So, yeah, I'm definitely the David in that situation. 
I don't hold your Irish goodbye against you. Again, okay. I would have peer pressured you or at least tried to peer pressure you to stay longer. So yeah, it is what it is. Uh, so yeah, David goes back to his room. The party continues. He's trying to, you know, have his peace and quiet. We can still hear the party through the, the wall, through the mm-hmm. door. And then Stevie comes in a little bit later and basically is like, hey. We, I like this scene. I like this scene a lot too. Um, she's like, you know, I don't like these people either, but I'm really competitive just like you and kind of acknowledging they're very similar, which we're already noticing, but now they're admitting it to each other. Right. I think is when great. she says that to him, she said, I don't like most of those people. He looks, they cut to David. He looks so proud and like happy. Like he mm-hmm. smiles, like he's yeah. so excited they are becoming because like, I think he has a friend. Like he friends, it's the first time friends and allies in a way too. Um, also, before he even left the room and Alexis like called him out and was mean to him. Like you saw Stevie in the corner kind of like, Oh, this is so bad. You know, and she doesn't want him to leave. Uh, Right. Cause think about this before the, the uh, roses got to town, who was Stevie hanging out with? What was her social circle? I think she's realizing like she needed a friend just as much as David needs Mm -hmm. a friend right now. Um, So yeah, they're really developing an awesome little special friendship bond. And is basically flattering him with, you know, how helpful he'll be to the team and wants him to come back. You're so good at games. So good. We just want to win a few more rounds. And she, she, you know, flatters him to the point that he agrees to go in and, and finish up the game. So uh, I think that's kind of where we end games night. Am I, yep. am I right with that? I think so. Uh, yeah. So let's, I, I want to say one more thing yeah, about games night. Ahead. Um, just a little like prop note. Mm-hmm. I was looking at the beer. It's called Rude River Beer. Okay. So I know there's always um, fa- like in television and film, it's always like mm-hmm. fake brands of beer. So it's kind of rude funny. River? Like, okay. Dane brings the beer and it's a case of beer and it's like kind of a rude interruption. So maybe a yeah. symbolic little. A rude river of people have flowed into this motel room. Yep. Unwanted from Dane's perspective. So that's the. I mean, there's another beer that shows up later, but that's the first one we see. And I think, okay. I feel like this one, we'll see this one again. I'm not 100% sure, but I think it's like kind of this and another beer, another beer throughout the show. So. Anyway, just want to say that before we walk away from the party scene. So, yeah, we'll bid adieu to the party uh, and we'll jump back to the cabin where Johnny and and Moira need to skedaddle because clearly they're not going to stay the night at (laughs) Not in the right place. (laughs) Which is kind of funny because, like, where do they go now? Do they come back and just crash this party? Is the party dispersed? They must must have. They don't really show We don't ever really find out because David's supposed to be sleeping in their bed, but... But uh, Moira, <laughs> Moira delivers one of my favorite lines, and it's the line of our episode or the title of our episode is, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I don't know how to make a bed, like as they're leaving. <laughs> Just very bluntly. And here I am saying, Moira, neither do I. You don't know how to I make mean, a bed? I mean, I do. Okay. I, I just don't. You make your bed every day? I do make my bed every day. Ugh, and You're um, one of those. I am very particular, like... Uh, I need to make sure the bed is made the right way. So if someone else is trying to help me make the bed and they're not doing a good job, I'd rather just do it by myself. Yeah. I just, I don't do it. I just don't. I make the bed when I wash my sheets and then it's yeah. clean and nicely made. And I love getting in it when it's freshly made. Yeah. And then I never make it again. See that I love that feeling. I hold on to that feeling because if mm-hmm. the bed is messy, I feel like I'm sleeping in chaos and I, I can't 
fall into a relaxed, serene slumber as easily. So yeah, I do make my bed. I maybe need to take up the habit. My also, my problem is I'm not the last one to get out of bed, Mm. you know, ever, never. Joe works from home right now. And well, sometimes, so I, if I don't make it in the morning, sometimes I'll make it at night right before I go back to sleep. Just so you can have have that nicely turned down blanket. I do like it, but Mm -hmm. I just am too effing lazy. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, they have to leave the cabin. We assume they go back and probably crash games night and comes to an end. Now, Katie, right. I'm going to give you a gift. I'm going to let you explain the last scene of this episode because I know it fills you with so much glee and we've kind of hinted at it this previously. Is, so this is one of my without favorite further ado, take it away. How does this episode end? So we just get back to the motel and Johnny is finally, he's just resolved to work on this door himself and quick fun fact he's he's wearing a robe this i don't know if you know this but this is not the only time we will see this robe it plays an important role much later on in maybe season five we see this robe but i have eagle eye spotted it and realized that it's the same robe we see later so he's in this robe he is is screw driving this like a lock and chain to the door and Moira, you know, is like, are you sure you don't want to call a carpenter? I mean, come on, I can handle a screwdriver, he says. <laughs> and then again, they get talking. First of all, we didn't talk about this earlier, but they're very big into role playing, apparently. I made a note of that too. Real and quick. Like accents. Like, He's what thinking- is your do you have you ever role played? Is this too personal of a question? No, it's not too personal of a question. Let me say, I don't believe in role play or I don't approve of role play in public. I will admit that I have role played in private. Mm, I see. I haven't. No, I just can't. I guess I'm not that it good of an actor. To, it ha- it, I think it always comes, for me at least, it comes from a place of silliness, which I think is the case with Moira and Johnny. Like they're being right. silly. There's no like, like, like they're not diving into big fantasies here. If it gets serious, that's what I think it gets weird. I think for me, like, I always enjoy like being funny and having like a fun, you know, back and forth banter. And so sometimes it just evolves into like, suddenly we're doing like character voices and it just becomes like a, like a thing. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Okay. I think that's all I want to say about that. But that's fine. Did you watch, you watch Modern Family, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Do you remember that Phil and Claire Dumphy had a Valentine's tradition of of role playing every Valentine's yes. Day? They would meet up at a restaurant. Pre- they got into it. Like they did. And that was in public. Costumes. So that's what I mean. Yeah. Like yeah. um, I think it needs to stay, you know, at your home address. In in the home, <laughs> in the residence. In the home. Yeah, okay. Don't let, so fair don't enough. let that out in public. Don't let other people anyway. So Moira is watching Johnny. Handiwork on something, which is probably the first time he's ever done anything like this. And they suddenly get this like little role playing friskiness about them. And she mm-hmm. says, Oh, Eddie, I'm afraid I'm not be able to pay you. I shan't be able to pay you today. He puts on this little lock and chain and locks it. And he's like, Well, it's okay, Mrs. Rose. And this <laughs> stupid accent. But this is the, this is the first time we've seen Johnny be silly ever. Loose. He loosened sh- up, completely he, loosened up. Yeah. Yeah. 
totally different side of him. Perhaps there's some other way you can pay me if you get what I mean. And literally the second he stops saying that, Alexis whips open the door and just breaks that lock. He just installed. And I I just watched it again last night for the 3000th time. And I laugh out loud every single time because you worked so effing hard on this lock. This is the moment I referred to a few weeks ago on the podcast where I was like, there's a moment where Katie made me rewatch this bit several times and it was this it it's was so the, funny i watched this episode for the first time at your house and you were dying like we got to go back see that one more time two more times it's like, just so like, funny because <laughs> it just comes off so effortlessly like she's like did you take my mask and moira just has this like <laughs> astonished look on her face like it's right over there yeah. and then she just takes it and slams the door and then johnny's like perhaps i'll use a bigger screw next time <laughs> Okay, Eddie. They're still in their little okay. role play, but I'll be right here, funny. she says. Yeah. <laughs> which, by the way, Easter egg, I'm glad you noted the reading material earlier because Moira is reading the She's same reading craft the same magic as Gwen. So that made me wonder did she take the magazine? Did she also have a copy? Did you happen to see were the covers the same or was it maybe a different issue? I didn't notice that far. I did I notice I the title, see, but I, it was, it was craft magic. Yeah. I, um, I for sure saw that, but I would assume it's the same, like the same, or maybe she picked up another edition when she was at the maybe, cabin. Maybe I don't she know. Was Cause like, Gwen I was wanted... so reading it when they left. Yeah, maybe they stopped on the way and she's like, that mm-hmm. was, a, she flipped through it at the cabin and was like, yeah. oh, I want to get a I'm copy glad you of noticed this. that too. I was, I had so, that yeah. in my notes. So, so then, so yeah, that's how it ends. Which is ironic. I just can't picture Moira crafting anything. Maybe the magic was more like that well, was the Moira is that... a lot like me in that sense. Not very motherly, not very crafty. Crafty. Yeah. Maybe she didn't take it as like arts and crafts. Maybe like you can say someone is crafty, like they're kind of sly or sneaky. Maybe she thought Maybe. it was that kind of crafty. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was our our last bit of the episode. A really funny little moment it was a fun episode it was a fun episode uh so katie i do have a final game for you uh Mm, to wrap this i'm gonna stick with my idea of would you rather you're gonna do the trivia i'm gonna do the would you rather at least for now we can let it evolve but Mm -hmm. i do have a a would you rather scenario to pose and this one's pretty detailed i'm trying to frame it around the episode so bear with me i'm ready hit me all right would you rather Get to have a games night every Friday for the rest of your life with free beer and snacks and the day off work on Friday. But Eric will always be your one and only partner. Or teammate, 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 like on my team, on your team. Eric is always going to be on your team and nobody else. Just you and Eric every Friday for the rest of your life. Or would you rather win a free two-week-long stay at a rustic, all-inclusive cabin, but the hosts are Gwen and Bob, and they'll be there the whole time. Oh, God. Those are your options. The game's night, for sure. Every Friday Because that involves Friday off and free beer and snacks. I can push through Eric with enough beer. With enough beer, you can drown him out. Okay. Yep. I like that answer. And eventually, I could probably train him that's we would become very in tune if we were forever yes. game partners. And maybe you can funnel some beer his way too. And, right. and that might loosen him loosen him up a bit, you know? So Bob and Gwen uh, 
I would pick the cabin if you hadn't said Bob and Gwen will be there the whole time. Well, that's why I had to make it tough. I couldn't. But it's like a two week stay isn't that long. If I could have every Friday off and free beer and snacks for the rest of my life. You'll deal with an an That's a good that's a good incentive. Game game teammate. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, that was a a well thought response. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, with that being said, Katie, what are we looking at next week? Episode six. Well, episode six is getting released on Halloween. <gasps> so spooky. we're going to have a little Halloween surprise for Yay. you. Um, spoiler, spoiler alert. We're going to dress up. So Obviously, we'll share some a, screenshots. Definitely. Um, I, and then in the episode next week, we're going to talk about Moira. She gets an offer she can't refuse to maybe step back into the spotlight. And then David is going to meet the town's one and only doctor. So we're going to introduce a new character to this show and find out who we go to see if we're having a medical emergency. Okay. Good to know. Oh, so, yeah. Looking forward so to this it. week. Um, I think we're going to have a couple of fun polls this week. I want to want to ask people about their drinking games and their group games, what their favorites are, and definitely want to get some opinion on bed making to see if I'm in the minority yeah, here. Let's, or let's see what's where going the, on there. The, the audience stands on that, that controversial well, yeah, so, topic. So next week, um, um, we're going to, what else? Do you have anything to add? Um, I don't think so. I guess just as always, uh, if you aren't following us already on Instagram, we would love to have you give us a follow. That's where we'll be posting all of these polls and updates throughout the week. I think we'll also include some exclusives, um, maybe clip snippets from the podcast, uh, yep. video snippets as well, especially when we get into costume next week. How could we not maybe give a couple of little video clips from that? Yes, that would be definitely. fun. Um, and you know, you can always subscribe to us on the podcast platforms. If you haven't already, we're on all the, you know, great, wonderful podcast platforms. We've got Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Spotify. pick your favorite, leave us a five-star review. We would so appreciate it. I think it helps other people find the podcast as well. Yes, definitely. um, And I would say email us too. Nobody has used our magnificent email address yet. Um, we want to hear from you at kaka yeah. at shitlistpodcast.com. In the meantime, we hope you all have a wonderful week. Make sure to watch episode six, which is Wine and Roses, before you tune in next week. And we'll see you for a very spooky, haunted, happy Halloween episode. <laughs> but in the meantime, until then, best wishes. And warmest regards. That's about you love.